Cancer Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening. Welcome to the Altar Life. I thought you were going to say Sports Center. Yeah. <laughs> or actually football, wait. And now the evening scores. <laughs> I got a score for you. Monday Night Football. 201. What's that, Jeff? That's the number episode we're on now. We are in the 200s officially. Crazy. The Altar Life. We're not going away. All you people that thought we were going away. <laughs> that was a long time ago. A lot of people just snapped their fingers and disappointment the ultra life won out again yep that's right 201 episodes and guess what we're starting something awesome for this year and we are just so ecstatic about it we uh previously have been playing a replay of our galatians series and you're like oh i wonder why they did that well we wanted to get a running start into our next series or next three series that's right back to back to back to back series from the ultra life breaking down the book of ephesians tonight and for the next several weeks so stay tuned we got lots of great music for you we can't wait to join into this book with you and we're excited to be back and uh with a fresh new series in ephesians and ephesians is like one of my favorite um epistles of paul you know i love ephesians because ephesians kind of takes paul takes the reader to another level it's kind of like he takes them right to the heavens (laughs) it says here's how it works out in the kingdom guys and um, I just love it because there's just so much encouragement here. There's so much of God's heart in this. And, um, you know, it it's like you read this and you kind of get your knees buckle because you don't feel worthy of any of these things you read. And uh, and it's true. We don't, we're not worthy of the yeah. things that we're reading, um, which tends to blow our minds, right? It tends to drive our, our hearts to want to worship the Lord. And so what better way to to uh, kick off a new series but to dig into the word and to um you know be able to circle around the throne of god and yeah. worship and just um to see what he has for us tonight so just want to encourage you as we're going through the series you know it's a great opportunity to start following along the altar life week after week and um you know we're gonna be here as jeff said with with this uh series in ephesians over the next several weeks i don't know how's that mean like 10 weeks or something crazy even more than even that right more. so we've got a lot so you want to follow along and um you're going to be extremely blessed if you follow along with us not because um we're that great but because of the word of god is awesome and um you know you'll you'll definitely get more than what we're going to spit out on this uh this radio show yeah. um if you follow along on the word. So I just want to encourage you in that. But we're going to kick it off with Ephesians chapter 1 tonight. And, um, you know, Paul, as he starts off most epistles, just saying, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus, right to that church in Ephesus, and faithful in Christ Jesus. He's writing to the faithful. And right away, I'm like, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> but um, we are we are counted faithful because of the faith we put in Jesus Christ, which is awesome. And he says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, grace and peace um, from Jesus Christ, which is awesome. And he gets right in. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. And you just stop with that verse, and, and you already feel like you don't deserve it. You know, every spiritual blessing um, that you could get, you know, anything that you can think of that comes from heaven, that's spiritual, um, you've been blessed with that. And it's not because you've done anything, right? Because you're going to see a trend through this whole passage as we get through it. How many times 
Paul brings up in Christ, in him, in him. It's like, it's just, by the time you read it, you count like over 10 times he says in him, in Christ. It's all about who we are in Christ that makes all the difference. And that's what we're going to be diving into for the next several weeks, couple months, as we do this Ephesians series. This is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, especially, I mean, I, I, I look at the length of this section that we're going to break off and chew tonight, and it's just, it's daunting, but you just take it piece by piece and you look at each individual thing. Brent was talking about, you know, everything is just in him, in him, and Brent did a good job of breaking down, you know, what is it that we have that's in him? You know, you look at a, a run-on sentence like Paul's famous for, and you can kind of get just you, you drown in it and you know it's good to step back and take like the elements in that like inductive bible study type of way and just make some notes and and um you know brett was talking about how like just to start off he's like you have every blessing period in christ and it's like if your mind can't wrap around that let me give you some drop some other science on you and paul just goes on and you're like whoa this is just like too amazing he says, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, comma, <laughs> take a breath. <laughs> like, like, Paul loves to put the comma in because it's like, it's basically like the equivalent of the epistles Selah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> hold up, take a breath, think about what he just said. Chose us before the foundation of the world. So do you think you were an accident tonight? You know, he chose you to be in him before the foundation of the world. And if you're like, well, I'm not in him. You know, okay, well, why aren't you? Because he chose you before the foundation of the world to have that place. And uh, as it because you're never going to achieve it, it's something he's given you. Next time we have the beauty of grace, Crystal Myers. That was my freedom, uh, Crystal Myers, second half of a Crystal Myers double play. It's been a while since we've thrown that much Crystal Myers at you. Yeah, hope you can handle it. <laughs> we're going to be just, we're, we're overloading you with I'm Crystal already. Myers, with Ephesians, <laughs> with our jokes it's just <laughs> sensory <lack> overload <laughs> in uh, your auditory organs so what's cool when you read through this you know as jeff said so many times he says in him in christ but you get blown away with the intentionalness of this right it's like you know i, lo- I love god because he doesn't it's not just like by chance you know there's so much in the world that's taught through science and just that whole evolution and just the whole stuff where or, you know, coincidences and karma and all those things that people try to describe um, coincidence and things that just happen and, oh, it's just going to happen and how do I make the stars align so that good things happen to me, right? Um, Well, there's so many times through here where he says you've been predestined, you know, you predestined, you know, you know, Christian circles like to argue about like, you know, do you have a free choice? Are you predestined? You know, yes, you know, (laughs) is the answer to that. But you've been predestined. He picked you out before time. This is before he even created the world. He knew your name. He knew that he um, he picked you out to be in Christ at that point in time. And um, you're just a living epistle of what he's already figured out. It's just you're walking into it. And, yeah, we think we're all smart, like we're blazing this trail ourselves. <laughs> like, we're really not. Like, Christ has already defined the trail that we're just showing up in. Um, It's like we're showing up to our own movie and we didn't know it was already written for us. Um, But not only have we been predestined, but he's purposed for us. And um, predestined us as adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself according to, not only did he just choose us, but it was according to his good pleasure. He wanted it to be that way. He wanted to choose you. And you might be thinking tonight, this is the kind of thing that just it blows your mind. He's like, you may be struggling tonight with, 
I'm alone. I'm lonely. There's nothing going on in my life. There's nobody that cares if I'm here or not. You know, we get in those bad mental, you know, vicious mental cycles of thinking like we're just down and out and there's nothing really that matters and no one really cares. And I don't know if you're like you're in that place tonight, but I just want to encourage you because Jesus actually knew, knows your name. He knows that you're going to be here. He knows you're going to think that tonight. He's picked you out. And not only does he, has he picked you, which is amazing in and of itself, but it's his pleasure. Like it made him happy to pick you. <laughs> That's craziness. Like I always heard, you know, one of my, you know, my past, the pastor I grew up listening to, Joe, he's like, you know, I heard him say one, Joe Foch, I heard him say one time, he said, um, you know, Jesus loves me. I mean, he's God. He has to love me, right? <laughs> but he kind of likes me. Yeah. Like, Jesus likes me. Yeah. That is so cool. It was his pleasure to love you. And, um, man, just let that be an encouragement. Let that sink in tonight. All right. That was Forgiveness by Luna Halo. Another thing that we have in Christ as we look in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. We are in verse 6. He did all this to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. And Brent was talking about in the previous segment, if you're just joining us, how, you know, God shows us. He adopted us. He, you know, he could have had anybody, but hey, take comfort. He chose you. He picked you. He picked me. That's that's even more amazing. Um, and then in verse seven, he says, in him, in Jesus, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence. In him, we have the redemption, you know, the idea of redeeming something back, something that was once connected and then has been separated. You're bringing it back again. You know, you think about like people who get divorced and they cite irreconcilable differences, you know, redeeming, reconciling two things back together through the blood of the sacrifice of him dying on the cross for us. And that, you know, by that, our sins being forgiven. I mean, there's just, you could take each sentence apart and get something that is worth an entire show. Other, you know, we would be the altar life with Ephesians and Brent and Jeff, you know, we, we wouldn't have the time or the, <laughs> awesome. the brain power to tackle it that way. You know, who we are in him, right? We've, we've been saying in Christ and we think about what Christ has done on the cross. And Jeff was kind of alluded to that in this last segment about the fact that he's adopted us as sons. And he's done that by redeeming us and buying us back. And, and you know, ultimately what Jesus needed to do was go to the cross, you know, and, and die a, a death that he didn't deserve for us to buy us back to purchase us and later on we're going to see that we're his purchase prize possession right um but he's done that and he's redeemed us back so that we can have this place in him so that we can have this position of being his son you know so that we can have this position of being forgiven as as jeff said and in verse four that he chose us when he chose us he not only chose us to just be with him but that we are holy and without blame before him in love. See, part of that redemption work and part of that forgiveness cleans us up to the point where when Jesus looks at us, he sees him. And when God the Father looks at us, he sees Jesus Christ. He sees his son, you know, and he sees us holy and without blame. Now, I don't know about you, but um, I make mistakes and I sin. And there's been so many times in my life where I've I've gone on this, this um, path with God where you know, I never felt like I measured up. I always felt like I was chasing holiness and I was chasing trying to be perfect and trying to attain his love and trying to 
measure up to what I thought was some standard that was going to make God happy in my life. And, um, and when I didn't meet that, because you know we're never going to, I would get equally discouraged in myself and I'd go back into this tailspin of, oh God, you know, I'm never going to be good enough for you. And so we go in this vicious cycle, but what the word is saying tonight with this process is that when God looks at you, he already sees you as holy and blameless. So that part of it's already been taken care of, you know? And so tonight you may be sitting here in this place where like, man, I I go to church. I know that I'm supposed to do different things with my life and I know that I'm sinning and I know that there's something going on where I'm never measuring up. And you're absolutely right. You never are. And as soon as you accept that and realize that Jesus is, work on the cross wasn't so that you could become a better Christian and be more holy because of your efforts. Otherwise, he didn't need to die. (laughs) He died because you weren't good enough. You never will be good enough. And he's purchased you so that when he looks at you, he can say, look, my holy and blameless kid, my adopted son, whom I'm well pleased in. Mm. (laughs) Like, so give yourself a break is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Like, Jesus has paid it all. And, and, that's, if that doesn't encourage you or make you want to worship God, nothing will. You're listening to The Altered Life with Brent and Jeff. Brilliant! Right, that was Grace Amazing by Jimmy Needham. And I need him. Because he is awesome. And not Jimmy Needham, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. Because he has given us everything at his expense. And that's what we're talking about, you know, uh, in Ephesians chapter 1 moving into talking about his grace god's riches at christ's expense is the clever little uh i forget what they call that <laughs> but when acronym? They take the acronym thank, thank you, you. brent man he's just like on the ball tonight he's just like bam right. i'm like what's that thing in onomatopoeia <laughs> <laughs> no that's not it it's not race car <laughs> um yeah think about it. everybody's like what does he mean by race car <laughs> oh <laughs> wow <laughs> the mouse just fell off the wheel of about half the people listening to our show. It's like, <laughs> anyway, uh, back in, reining it back in. Um, verse seven, you know, we hinted at it, but <laughs> it just goes on. I mean, verse seven runs into verse 12. It's all one sentence. So bear with us. Uh, it says in him, we have redemption through his blood. The blood was the actual payment that was made in exchange for our, for our souls according to the riches of his grace the value that god placed on us by the grace he extended to us is you know it's so abounding he's so rich with it it just overflows it says toward us in all wisdom and prudence having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure again there we see it again his good pleasure everything he does is because he's so pleased with us and you we sit and we and I do this and I and you know we measure we try to measure ourselves on other people like Brett was saying try to measure ourselves on the legalistic picture of what a Christian is supposed to be that we've been has been embedded into our minds by you know whether it be our parents or our Sunday school teachers or what have you but God takes pleasure in us that's why he does this and gives us these things we're going to pause but we got lots more so stay tuned we'll see you on the other side of this station ID you're unbelievable the altar this is unbelievable I cannot believe this this is unbelievable this is unbelievable alright that was Adam Watts with you and it's time for our unbelievable segment as we kick off hour two of this great first episode in the book of Ephesians the predestined position of praise this unbelievable segment we're going to be talking about the predestined position of parking (laughs) this is something that 
I, I could wax long about because I talk. It's like one of the you know you have those things that you work into a conversation, even if it has nothing to do with the conversation. You're like, oh yeah, and another thing. <laughs> this is something that I bring up as as much as I can because people are always see eye to eye with me on it. Have you ever gone into a parking lot? Doesn't matter where you park. There could be nobody parked next to you. You pull out, you know, you park, you get out, you walk into the store. You're in there for 20 minutes or so. You come out, there's someone getting in the car right next to you. Or you pull into a spot and then the person pulls in right as you're about to open your door. Oh, I know. It never fails. But it's so awkward because you're like, let me open this door here. Uh, no, 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 you. You. Go ahead. <laughs> and they, everybody acts like annoyed. It's like... We're both going to the same place. We should be a team here. <laughs> you know, like, I don't understand why. Like, I could park at the end of the parking lot, and someone just like, oh, I like that car. I will park next to that car. And you're like, you get out, and you're like, really, really, you have to be there. You have your cart full of stuff. You have to wait for them to get out. And then they're like, they're leaning in their car, and you just see like the back of their jeans. They're like searching in their purse and stuff like that. You're just like. But see, that's when having kids is really convenient because you get the ultimate pass. Like, no, you go ahead. You have kids. Yeah, that's right. I have kids. (laughs) I got that the other day. It was the same thing. Yeah, totally. And you pull up and like. Wait to like the car seat and they're like. And you're. Go ahead. They know you've got like three kids and a wife and a whole luggage, you know, a whole cart full of stuff. No, no, you go (laughs) ahead. You have kids. I mean, you're going to wait for my. Like, it takes me 15 minutes to get everyone in the car buckled up. (laughs) You're really going to wait that long? <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, that reminds me of something else. Actually, I'll I'll derail this unbelievable segment for a second. Like, have you ever? Do you ever go out like with your kids alone, like without your wife? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you get? You notice you get a lot more sympathy than your wife probably does when she takes oh, the kids totally. out by herself. That's expected. Like, I was like, goes- I went shopping like for my wife back at Christmas time, and like obviously she can't be there, so I have the two kids, and I'm like, you know, we're like picking gifts out for mom. You know, <laughs> it's like. Except it's going on my credit card. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, like trying to, like, well, how does she steer this double stroller? And I'm like, oh, and people are like holding doors for me and like, oh, look at that dad. He's such a good dad. <laughs> and my my wife, meanwhile, she's like, got like kids screaming, stuff that like that. People are probably like, get your kids in line. Right, exactly. <laughs> no sympathy. Oh, oh, tons man. of sympathy for the dad. Sometimes it's good being a dad. We are rolling along in Ephesians, the predestined position of praise is what our topic is tonight the we're going for the pea theme here yeah. <laughs> ultra life likes alliteration and not green peas we're not talking about <laughs> or world peace or world peace yeah <laughs> he's here all night kids um but you know we're talking about this position that we have in christ you know and he says that many times throughout this beginning of ephesians 1 about the all the things that are attributed to us and the position that we have um being found in christ and that's the key you know if it wasn't for christ and and a relationship with him you know we would just be floundering around um but christ has paid paid for it all and through christ in him as we're found in him um this is amazing the stuff i mean you can read through this like every spiritual blessing adoption as his son um forgiveness of our sins being seen as holy and blameless you know, we kind of talked about this a little, but the riches of his grace and he made a bound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, making known to us the mystery of his will. You know, if you're not saved and you read the word of God and you try to understand things of the kingdom, 
you're lost. You don't get it. You're in the darkness, you know, but in Christ, we have all wisdom, all prudence. The mystery of Christ's will is made available to us to understand. And of course, it blows our minds and we have spent a lifetime. We're going to spend an eternity (laughs) um, actually learning about the amazingness of his will. But we get to get it. We get it. As Christians, we get it. Like, we've been saved. We've been set free. And, of course, sometimes we don't get it because we're dense and thick. (laughs) But, uh, man, how great is that to have have the ability to be able to understand things of the kingdom and understand God's will in your life and to be led by him in your life and um, to have all those benefits of having just Jesus leading and guiding you in your life. I mean, the creator of the world is showing you where you have to go and what you need to do and then we try to do it ourselves that was garland of grace by small town poets a 90s flashback you got to go with the small town poets if you're talking about grace man they are awesome and they just uh, yeah i was so glad when they came out with that christmas cd this past year we played it on our christmas episode because they're just awesome so good they reunited and all that anyway good stuff we're reunited with jesus because of his forgiveness, because of everything he's done, and that's what we're talking about tonight, the grace and the fact that we've been chosen to receive it, and it's of nothing that we can do. It's just an incredible thing. I mean, it's just all all inspiring, jaw-dropping, whatever adjectives you want to use to describe it. It's just, it's indescribable. You can, you can try your best, and, and you'll fail. Um, it says in verse 9, we're picking up, uh, having made known to us the mystery of his will, as Brent was talking about in the in previous segment, According to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation, big word, of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. Uh, you know, my Bible has a little note. It says the word, the English word economy is derived from this Greek word. So you think about like in God's like economy, the fullness, when, it, when everything comes to a full, he's going to gather us all together as one in Christ. As, you know, that is the biggest group hug in the history of the universe (laughs) it's the god group hug and you need to be a part of it and you need to accept this truth that's what we're talking about tonight because why wouldn't you want this why wouldn't you want to know that god has called you his son his daughter adopted you when when you feel like the world has kicked you to the curb or you feel like you've been abandoned god reaches out and he says i want that one right there you think about like when you go to the spca and you find that cute dog that's just perfect fit for your family you're that cute dog. God wants you to make a mess in his house, and he'll clean it up because he loves you. It's true. That is true. And it's cool because, um, you know, not only is he just going to gather just just us, he gathers everything from all heaven and earth. So the angels, you know, the seraphim. <laughs> the cute Everyone's, little chubby ones yeah. over here that we see in the <laughs> Italian paintings. Jeff. No, um, everything. In, and then it says dash, dash, in him. Yeah. Like, next verse, in him. Yeah. Also, we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. And um, it's just, man... Just so exciting when we start digging into stuff. You know, we're in verse uh, 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance. So we're not only are we sons, but we're the sons that get to inherit great stuff from our dads. 
and being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. And, you know, when I was studying this on my own, we were getting, you know, talking about the praise of his glory. Um, you know, not only have we gotten an inheritance that's incorruptible, that fades, that doesn't fade away, the Bible says, not only have we been given you know, amazing spiritual blessings and all these wonderful things, but, you know, Christ in our very essence, in our very position of who we are in him, um, in who we are, he sees us and he sees Jesus. When God the Father looks at us, he sees Jesus and it's it's actually we in our very essence are praising him with our with our being. We are he looks at us and goes, Wow, you know, Brent, Jeff, you know, whoever else who who loves you know who Christ has saved, you know, he looks at us and he says, These guys are praising Jesus in their very being and who they are in their lives. And then I look at my own self and I go, How in the world am I doing that? Like the the crazy stuff that goes through my head, the you know, the laundry list of things that I think I need to get better at. You know, we can we can look at ourselves and be very critical. And I think there's a healthiness to that. So it keeps us humble and it keeps us looking at Jesus. Um, but it should should drive us to worship. Because when we look at who we are and what Christ thinks about us in comparison to what we know about ourselves, we realize how much Christ makes up the difference in our lives and how, how much he completely covers over um, through the blood, you know, through that through all those blessings and the grace that he's given us, how much, th- how much he's given us that we didn't deserve. And, and it's, he says this three times in this passage that we are the praise of his glory. Think about the glory of the Lord. And I just like try to dream about what the glory looks like in heaven and sitting around the throne, the glory that's shining from the throne. And you read about it in revelation, you're like, that is craziness. And it's better than I'm reading because I can't, I know I can't really fully grasp it. We are the praise of that glory. Craziness. That was Future Version by Shane and Shane New Music. And uh, Shane and Shane Double Play. Cannot go wrong. That might have been a first, but won't be a last. Faux show. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. They're awesome. And if you ever get to see them live, I recommend it. I saw them live um, a couple weeks ago, I guess several weeks ago now. And... uh, with Phil Wickham and they were just ridiculous so I just a great live show if you ever get to see him yeah um, we're wrapping things up we got a few more songs for you tonight and what's great about this is that I mean we're never gonna we're not even gonna get the tip of the iceberg when it comes to this you know our purpose no pun intended our purpose for this series is not to uh, you know build your theology or to you know we're not a seminary or anything like that but we want you to think about things the way we think about them. Like, let's just break it down simply piece by piece. And, you know, hopefully if it's rocking us, we know that someone out there is listening and they're just getting rocked as well. You know, we're not unique in that way. You know, we, the word of God speaks to us just like it speaks to any other human being. And, uh, we're so thankful we get, you know, this, this first chapter is kind of like he's setting the stage for the entire book. Because you know, over the next several weeks, you'll see we'll we'll take we'll we'll take chapter by chapter and and little sections here and there, and and we'll reiterate some of these points that he's hitting on in, in verse or I mean in chapter one. We'll be talking about grace. We'll be talking about forgiveness. We'll be talking about his the mystery. You know that's going to be coming up in several episodes. Just what is this mystery that he's talking about that he's revealed to us? You know it's just it's so exciting. 
when, you know, whenever you begin something fresh and new, it's, it's exciting. But this episode, just sitting here and just listening to Brent and, and just, you know, hearing the music and, and all these things and just, I know that God has got a purpose. He always does. That's what we're talking about tonight. It's, it's God has everything laid out and I'm excited to see what he has laid out for us as we do this, these series and we move into Philippians and Colossians and it's just going to, it's going to be a cool thing. And, you know, uh, just to continue on, he says, in him, you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You know, moving along in Ephesians, in him, you trusted, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom you also in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And um, tonight, if you're a believer, you know, and I, you know, he starts off this book by addressing the saints, the Christians who are in Ephesus and the faithful in Christ Jesus. You know, he's talking to believers here. And so this is an encouragement for us believers. Um, but if you don't know Christ, you know, and you're saying this stuff sounds really great. It's too good to be true. It, you know, it's really good, but it's true. And um, these believers in Ephesus, they believe this. You know, it says, you also trusted and you heard the word of truth and it was the gospel of your salvation. It was the thing that you are living by. And, and he's saying what comes along with that isn't just, well, now you're in the club. What comes along with that are all these things that you've inherited, but you've also been sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. We were, we're given the Holy Spirit. And one of the roles of the Holy Spirit in our life is to mark us. You know, Jesus puts his mark on us and says, look, you've got me, you have the Holy Spirit leading inside you now. You are marked for, you are, you are, I promise you, you are marked forever. Um, Who is the guarantee? Isn't that great? He's the guarantee of our inheritance. It's not like too good to be true. You know, you know, you got some salesman who comes along and tries to wheel and deal you and get you to buy whatever it is and then doesn't tell you about all this, the, the fine print, right? Jesus is wide open, flat saying, look, the, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. That He's your guarantee of the inheritance that you've been given unto the redemption of the purchased possession. You know, I'm buying you and I'm guaranteeing <laughs> like an honest salesman would. And I'm going to guarantee that I'm going to come through for you. And uh, there's nothing that's going to that's going to go against what I'm saying. And and. And that very essence of that purchased possession is the praise of his glory. And he looks at it and he smiles and he goes, it's about, it's about what I've done on the cross. And God looks at Jesus ultimately and says, look at, look at these people that you've purchased with your blood. And, um, which you, I plead, you know, you, I was well pleased in you doing this (laughs) craziness. And, uh, not only have I, have you done this, but there's not, it's, it's irreversible. You know, there's a guarantee on your life, believer. And um, man, I don't know. I just have in my heart tonight, just li- thinking about all these things going, if you're not living in the reality of that, which so oftentimes I don't, <laughs> um, just be encouraged that there's so much more to experience in Jesus than just uh, trying to be a good person. You know, it's, it's all the spiritual blessings that are from heaven that we have as our inheritance that we've been promised and um, just want to encourage you to live in that tonight as we as we close up with this song, Redemption, Passion, Glory by Dismas. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period. Music.